The following episode of the Council of the First Ones was recorded on February 22nd, 2015. Special thank you to Heman.org. special episode of the Council of the First Ones. I'm Kelly, admin of the Great Rebellion's Facebook page and host of Toys and Tunes. Joining me is my fellow admin, Yoni. Hey, Yon, how's everything going? <laughs> um, fine. I've been taking some Masters of the Universe Classics picture. pictures this week. Some Frosta love. Well, you can take all the Frostas you want as long as she stops fighting with Elsa. <laughs> All I know is the eastern side of the U.S., we're sick of the cold and the snow, because those two ladies have been fighting. And joining us from a warmer area, who has to keep reminding me, is our good friend Renee from Nerds on the Couch. Hey, Renee! Hello, everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little toasty right now. It's perfect weather here. And then, of course... From the Despondos, we do have our friend Crespo. Do you want to build a snowman? It doesn't have to be a snowman. Trust me. It, it could be a snow battle camp. Trust me, I don't feel like building anything. But I would like some of the warm uh, weather to come up my way. Well, the reason why I'm calling this a special episode, it's our post-toy fair review, criticism, and see how many of our picks were right episode. As usual, Mattel did surprise us last weekend, and I'm going to say it wasn't in a good way. One thing I want to express to our listeners, Toy Fair is closed to the public. It is an industry-only event. When they have a press event, do it one of two ways. Either there's a full group presentation where the brand manager comes out, talks about every toy that you're going to see, answers some questions, and maybe give you a teaser or two of things that they're not ready to show, but they want to keep you interested in. Or they take you in small groups during appointments and talk about each of the toys. Well, Mattel didn't do either. And this led to a lot of confusion with when different uh, toys that we were seeing would be coming out from the Masters line. Led to confusion whether or not there was a 2000X sub. In fact, the 2000X sub wasn't even announced. They had a sign outside the room near Amon Shira display. So I know last weekend when I was posting on Facebook about no 2000X sub, because I didn't see that sign. In fact, I asked several people inside the room at the press conference, and they said, no, no one said anything about anything. The whole press conference lasted maybe five to ten minutes. So why don't we first talk about what was shown at Toy Fair, and then we'll get into what was revealed online. So, boys, anything really surprise you that we saw at Toy Fair? Mara. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah, she surprised right. me. Uh, uh, I, I, well, I knew she was coming because she wants to fall and all that, but 
she she actually was the biggest surprise to me. Like, holy crap! Finally, we get the first New Adventures cartoon character. Okay, asterisk. She had a prototype, and the toy and the classic toy is a hybrid of the cartoon and the prototype. Evil Seed looked amazing. Axalix uh, was cool. Peekaboo. I have mixed emotions about her. I loved her fan though, but the best of the show to me was Mara, closely followed by Evil Seed, but I'll deal with Evil Seed later. Mara was already predicted. She was one that I was expecting to see. She had a, you know, she was the fan vote, and I was expecting the Four Horsemen to kind of do a quick patch job, you know, a really easy kit patch. Wow, they they really impressed me with her. I, I was more impressed seeing the figure, but then the video that they put it on MaddieCollector.com where uh, her hair, her ponytail is very flexible and interchangeable where you can shorten it. Uh, I was like, wow, that was impressive. Well, I think the reason why I was a little disappointed with Mar, I was hoping they'd give her the same treatment like, King, like Queen Marlena where we could change her, put on the dress to do either her ambassador look or her warrior look. I think that's why I may be buying two. One to keep as is, the other to butcherize into Togamara. Well, I expected it to be like that, because that was the prototype. They never released her, but she was almost going to be released. And there is a prototype of her. Yes, I do know about the prototype. And I figured, well... If this is what we do, this is what we get, this is what we get, and they fixed the crotch, you know, we have at least that going yeah. for us. And to be fair, the warrior look is a more action figure look. Figure, figure way. As in, more toyetic kind of look, like, yeah, I'm going to play with the chick with the toga, or this badass warrior chick. Chances are, badass warrior chick is going to win, by far, over toga. And, I can, and I'm a Toga Mara fan. That's the sad part. So I guess that if if we see Krita, we're not getting the Hot Topic rating Space Witch look. We're getting the Warrior Krita look. So Right. And following that logic, this is why we, we're getting the 2000X Evil Seed. He was an action figure just waiting to happen. Those who wanted the filmation, I'm kind of like, come on. It was just, a, it, he looked like an asparagus. Nah, nah, nah. The 2000X version looks like asparagus crossed with carnage. The vintage, the formation evil seed kind of looks like an artichoke flasher. And to be fair, to be fair, the 2000X look, while it's not incredibly original, because it's basically generic plant monster looking, it's more toyetic than generic dark robe dude whose head happens to be an artichoke. I mean, look at Star Wars. They're everyone and their mothers wear a dark robe at some point in their life. Hey, but that evil seed still more action figure. You gotta admit that. True. It does lend itself, and it is an awesome sculpt. But I, but to be fair, as much as I hate the Filmation look, I hope that somewhere along the line, the Filmation fans can get their evil seed. Just as I want the Filmation Marshall. Uh, I'd rather have this one. No, no, I'd, ra- I'd rather have the 2000X evil seed first. Well, we are getting that one, but... Yeah, we know we're getting it. But somewhere along the line, if some, for the Filmation fans to get their evil seed, I hope they do, but not right now, because I want the really cool-looking evil seed, and 
it's kind of like it happened with Randor. First, we got the vintage toy Randor, which is really cool, battle armor and all that. But I tossed my vintage Randor away the moment that Burger King Randor came in. And now that's my King Randor. Well, for Filmation fans, I hope that you can get your Evil Seed later on. Now, let me enjoy my kick-ass 2000X Evil Seed. <laughs> and he is coming with uh, Randor Scepter. And to me, that's cool, too. We are getting the Filmation Scepter. I know, that's probably the one reason why I'll buy Evil Seed. Oh, I think, I think he does, I think he has more love than what we're giving him here. I, he's, he's great. I'm surprised at the amount of new parts he got, cause I, I almost have expected, like, to see more kid bash on him, but holy, when I saw that figure, I was like, oh my god, that figure is so awesome. And then I saw Calyx, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm not a Calyx fan, but he's so awesome. And that's like, tomorrow when the subs open, I'm getting my single sub, because I, I only buy one, because that's all I can afford, but I'm so getting that sub, because it looks, those two figures look so awesome, and the upcoming figures, which were later revealed the names online, was like, heck yeah, I'm signing in. <laughs> Why don't we go on to the rest of the reveals that were done online? We have Ceres. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Ceres. Ceres. With my older brother. Oh my god, he's like so awesome. I need to get two of him. Because I'm going to keep one assist, then the other, and just going to pop in the 2000X Whiplash head on him, give him a slight repaint, and boom, 2000X Whiplash for myself. Yes! Yes, I'm excited about that one. Well, he does. It's tough because he doesn't quite look whiplash. You know, you you gotta really do some customizing on him if you wanna. What I like about Ceridus is that he's got the horns, horns coming out of his shoulders, and his body is very rigid. And I'm like, wow, they're, for a last year of uh, Motu, they're really giving detail to these figures. Like just like Calyx too. I mean, I was looking at Calyx, and there is some reuse in the arms and legs and. I bet you he probably has the standard buck, but that armor and shoulders and all that with the rock boots really gives him that great detail look. Well, if since we're talking 2000X sub, which opens tomorrow and goes for a month, the club exclusive is the head pack. Supposedly, it's also going to have Grizzlor's head in it. And I was looking at my Grizzlor. It's all one piece because it's that furry fabric going over the whole thing. So I don't know... If I'd want to cut open my Grizzlor to switch heads. Well, I'm confused at that. A lot of people are. We saw the face, and it was going to have an interchangeable face, but you can't take out Grizzlor's face. No. It has to be a brand new head. And to get the head off, you've got to cut the fur. No, I think, I'm, I'm no, hoping it's going to be a fur head. Grizzler. It is? You can take off his face? No, you can take off the head of the body, oh, like okay. a normal figure. Uh, the face plate... Seems to be glued. I'm, I'm tinkering with my Grizzler right now, and I think I think that Mattel may just give us the Grizzler head cut. Okay, I'm popping the head off of the Grizzler, and the head is re- even the head is really small. It's just like the face plate, which is glued on, and a tiny, tiny little piece that's where the head plugs in, and the rest it, and the rest of the volume is just his hair. So. I'm guessing, based on that hole, that maybe it would fit in there. And since the head is mostly soft due to the hair, the volume of it, 
the hair would be squished around. I think I'll post I'll post some pictures on the TGR Facebook page just to sh- to exp- to have a visual representation of what I'm trying to say here. Here's the thing: I think the Grizzlor head because uh, they showed pictures of the packaging and there is a uh, empty spot. And I think Grizzlor's head is going to have the fur. The 2000X one has to come with the fur because nobody. It's going. The the face is glued on. I remember. I don't have them on me right now, but I remember playing with them. And Crespo just confirmed it's it's pretty much there. You can't yank off that face. Yeah, because I know a lot of people are still even asking about Grizzler on Maddie Collective forums. And this I have to explain to the uh, audience. It's written on there. Unless they change it tomorrow when the sub goes on sale, if it is written. On that uh, subscription page, that Grizzlor's head is on there, and we sign on. It is an official contract. That's right. They will have to honor that. So I'm going to guess that it's there. Unless they change it tomorrow before sales go through. Which they can still do. Yeah, once sales happen, though, they can't change it. We're also, according to this, Getting King Chublaw, Queen Grayskull, which is pretty much King Vera, and the last one I know I can't pronounce. Travis? Oh, thank you. We knew uh, Vina, Queen Grayskull, the first sorceress, whatever yeah. you want to call her, was coming. The question is, is it going to be in 2000X colors or the uh, mini comic colors, which is really the uh, traditional sorceress colors? Right, with the traditional bracers that all the females seem to have. It's a non-issue with... I could, I could pick her any in any color scheme, but if it were up to me, I would have the cartoon-accurate scheme because King Grayskull, her husband, has a cartoon-accurate color scheme. Evil Seed has a cartoon-accurate color scheme. Uh, Calyx has a mostly cartoon-accurate color scheme. They only tweak the horde color a little bit to make it pop a bit better. Um, Ceratus has a mostly cartoon accurate scheme with a little bit more detailing due to the classics, palette, color palette being a bit bigger. Um, the Griffin was more or less classic co- in cartoon accurate colors, same with Zodak and all the 2000X characters. Yeah, it, seems it would like- be a bit odd having Queen Grayskull be in a whole different color scheme, but I don't mind getting her in classic colors because that would mean I still get King Grayskull's wife. And that's what I really want. Yeah, that one, I can't wait to see how they do her because she is one that I'm looking forward to. I do agree they should do it in 2000X color scheme colors since all the other 2000X members they've done in that same color scheme. I mean, what I found a little disappointing, there was no teaser given uh, there were a lot of rumors about Snake Mountain and the Talon Fighter. No clues on those, if they're in the works or not. So, and the people who were around the 2000X, I mean, around the Masters stuff, when I was there, didn't seem to know much. I need to go back to the headpacks, because yeah. we really have to discuss We're that not baby. done with that. No, 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 not by a mile. <laughs> I mean, come on, Roboto's head, a 2000X Roboto's head, finally, although it's a disappointment to me because I wanted a 2000X Roboto. 
you and me, bro. You and yeah. me both. I think everyone wanted a new Roboto because of how many with cracked chests. And, you know, I, again, they. Uh, this is where stuff gets to me. Going back, again, jumping really quick to Squeeze. According to the uh, video with uh, Pixel Dan, Squeeze is finally being made with the old-fashioned plastic, the flexible plastic, which they used back in the 80s. And guess what? If you had a Squeeze from back in the 80s, he's still together. But yet somehow when they made Snout Spout, he falls apart. Well, they used foam. They used packing peanuts. It was supposed to be uh, PVC. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I said packing peanuts. Emphasis on the T. I don't want... I don't want to get banned from any from any place because it because my accent sometimes sounds weird. I said peanuts. I heard peanuts. Me too. Uh, you know the the thing that I find funny is that finally they realize, hey, you know, the stuff we actually used in the '80s lasted than compared to some of this modern stuff. With the uh, the squeeze one again, it, it's a solid. I feel more comfortable. I understand. I'm not exactly 100 percent happy that it's wired because wires do break, so I still have to be careful with them. But I did learn how to fix uh, wires with pa- those wire toys, those bendy toys with uh, paper clips. And then um, now with the uh, Roboto thing, unfortunately, I have, well, not unfortunately, I have, a f- I have an old vintage Roboto. His chest is fine. New one? Yeah, he, mine has a little crack on the side. It's not noticeable, but I do have a spare Roboto just in case, and we do deserve a new one. Yeah. And this is where I was a little disappointed with the sub, because I kind of wanted 2000X versions of some of the standard figures. And you know what's the sad, the saddest part about not getting a 2000X Roboto? Is that we're missing out on the removable left arm, we're missing out on the cool additional chest armor, and yes, while it's cool that I get a 2000X, that I will remove the dog face out of my Roboto. I still kind of wanted an, a more upgraded Roboto, and Mattel could have almost made one with the only new parts being the head and the torso armor because that Horde Trooper feed would have given the lower boot and feet would have given the Roboto on the classic Roboto box would have given a more 2000X like and maybe a different palette instead of silver used a metallic purple and we would have got it, but on the other hand, I'm glad we're getting um, the snout head, even though I got a third-party cast of the Saxon head, getting an official head from Mattel is always great news. Uh, the clawful head, while I fixed my Muppet clawful head with red paint, getting an official clawful head will help my clawful, getting the boss-off head, it's a good thing, but on the boss-off head, they forgot to give him the 2000X mask. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, yeah, if I have to do one nitpick about the package. Yeah, we get a 2000X boss of head with a, a 2000X face mask. And we get a 2000X Roboto head, but we don't get the 2000X chest armor, which would help hide some of the cracks. Oh, you want everything! Of course, I uh, want it all! Well, let me throw this in. The Roboto head, I'm probably going to switch. Uh, the buzz off head, I'm, I'm not crazy about it. I don't like it. And so I'm probably just going to leave that one alone. Cyclone's head, I like Cyclone's head. And that's a perfect, to me, people are like, well, we didn't ask for it. Well, you don't have to ask for it. It's cool. I do like his design. And the best one, of course, was finally Snout Spout. It's about time we got that head. Yeah, that one we've all been waiting for for how long? 
it was an issue that Mattel just sort of ignored. I mean, there was probably very few snout spout heads that didn't get a crack in it without putting 10 million coats of varnish or sealer on it. Clear resin. That's what I did. Clear resin. And then we defeat the purpose. Yeah. This one is not flexible. It's a nice replacement. And Snout Spout is actually one of my favorite figures. And that's how that's how my display works. If it looks awesome, it's in. If it's not awesome, it's out. Or I'll find a way to tweak it or go through third-party via 3D printing, third-party casts, or whatever just to get cool. I want the cool, the coolest version of each character in my shelf. Like that snake form, which I cannot wait for that snake form just to pop it in on my vintage King His and on the 2000X King His because that's how awesome that snake form is. But yeah, I mean, overall that we got normally what we would normally get at Toy Fair, most of third quarter minus September, but they didn't show us what the quarterly figure would be. So that's still up in the air, what we might be getting for that quarter. If I suspect it's going to be our favorite variant that we have 10 million of in his uh, Buzzsaw outfit. Well, to point out that from the Chinese sellers, Buzzsaws have been in piles. So, yeah, that's a shock, too, because those Buzzsaws have been seen. We're just missing that figure. So we should be seeing him probably third quarter. And... As far as trademarks go, Mattel just renewed the trademark for the Twistoids. And I suspect that might be the San Diego exclusive. I guess we'll just have to wait like a month until they reveal San Diego items. But North I do it. April. Yeah. And we're, you're basically near, near March, just a week from March. So roughly a month and a few days. But you guys get the idea. I was going to say, this is where I'm confused, or this is where it's kind of like, oh, because the Twistoids are not going to be full price. They're half figures. So it, it could definitely be a beast size price. Well, there is one beast size price left that we haven't seen, plus the holiday, which I figure the holiday, since it's 60, is probably going to be Laser Light, Skeletor, and He-Man. And rumor has it the final figure is supposed to be Dare. It, that's I'm getting that from several sources. Double bleh. Yeah, I'm like, oh. That no, no. Dexter and Perfecto will be fourth quarter. And Terrell might defense. be uh, September. In Dare's defense. And I just can't believe I'm defending little ginger New Adventures He-Man wearing daddy's hand-me-down. Well, he's supposed to have a longer ponytail. Okay, in their, as I was saying, in their defense, the line started with He-Man's ancestor, King Graceful. It would be a nice bookend to end the line with the son of He-Man. Yeah, I'd say that's what they were going for. I'd be like, good night, ladies and gentlemen. We're done. Son of He-Man was a bad idea. It, it never took off. It was a proposal that they were kind of like, well, thank you. <laughs> and it just demeans the he. To me, it demeans He-Man completely. If they if they go with that idea, because He-Man is supposed to be the chosen one. He is supposed to be the the guy who the hero, the the universe. And then, oh, here's his son. Well, that that kind of makes He-Man not so special anymore. 
Because then, okay, well, you know, then there's going to have a son, and he's going to have a son, and a son, and a son. And it'll just keep going down with the power sword. Sheesh. It has to end. Yeah, I don't want a dare. I mean, yeah, I could see the bookend philosophy that you, idea that you're sharing with us, Crespo, with, okay, we started out with great-grandpa, and we should end with the future, but... No, because then they are opening it up for Skeletine and all those other figures. Now, I don't want there. It is demeaning to the line. I, I need a songster, man. That's, that's I'd rather have songster over. No, no, no. I need songster because songster is gonna is gonna be smacking them with the back of with the back of his guitar. It's gonna be like, why did you steal my spot? No, they'll turn around and make Songster into Skeletor's son. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Hey, where they go? No. You never know these days. Songster <laughs> is John Spector when he when he is not fighting crime through time. That's why he knows everything. Well, let's turn around and get onto these bios. I guess we should. Start with Mara. Mara, Master Severian's young assistant. Mara is very intelligent and bright. She and Cass stepped up to pilot the starship Eternia when the Galactic Guardians were busy elsewhere, and word had to be taken to He-Man immediately to hurry back to Primus. Since then, Mara has raised, risen in skill and statue, and can be counted on to help out whenever there is trouble. She reached the pinnacle of her career when she was made Primus' ambassador on a visit to Necron and shortly after became queen of Mitis. Alongside her loyal friends, Mara fights against Krita and the Gleanons with her ponytail might, mace that ugh, capable of swinging the advantage to their side. Well, I don't have much to say on this. I mean, they pretty much kept with the new adventures storyline for Mara. It's a vanilla um, bio. You're right, it doesn't really It doesn't give, us, doesn't give us any more or less. So, and it stayed true to the New Adventures line for her. Rant time? Rant time. Okay, here's the, here's the first thing. Dracy does not exist in this canon since even her stupid little brother, who sounds almost like a curse word in Italian, <laughs> are going here and there on the spaceship like it happened on the cartoon. But here's the, here's the weirdest thing. Primus is a more advanced technology than Eternia. And they don't have cell phones. <laughs> it's like... Flipshit is like, yeah, we're in trouble. Get He-Man. Oh, yeah, let me just... Let me just start up the huge spaceship that must cost Primus thousands of dollars. Okay, sure. Uh, but... That's the only nitpick I have, and it's just basically me nitpicking for the sake of nitpick the virus. Really vanilla. I do like the mention of Krita. I'm just hoping that this means that we get a Krita toy instead of there, who, if we get, he should come in a two-pack against Skeletine. But other than that, this bio is just as vanilla as Stratos' bio. See, people don't like it, but in my bio, you know, He-Man marries Mara. Well... Sheila did go off and become the sorceress, so he was available. I'm still sorting my new adventures, Ganon, but 
Sadly, my fan continuity, Adam is married to Glimmer by duty, but Mara's starting to sound like a nice mistress. Hmm, the plot <laughs> I forgot, we have to work on the Fifty Shades of Grey skull soon. No. No, I, I've already tried Fifty Shades of something Masters of the Universe, and I ended up with may, way too many Spectres. Let's not go there. Boy, Spectre's very popular with you today. Uh, he's always been very popular with me. It's just that one day I love him, then the next day I loathe him, then the next day I want to kill everything that's related to Spectre. By the way, I'm looking to get a, a decent prize Spectre figure. I'm just kidding on that last one. Okay. No, he's not. No, no, I really am kidding. Well, maybe I need... Well, I need to see if the third-party casters start doing ninja armor so I can do ninja Spectre. But that's, an, that's a, a rant for another day. Let's just read the next bio. Which bio should I read? Oh, why don't we keep in order? The next one up on the list was Evil Seed. All right. Evil Seed. Evil Master of Plants. Real name, Zero Malasto. Created by Mossman to aid Grayskull in the great wars against King His and the invading Horde armies. Evil Seed betrayed his master and turned to evil. Finding joy in corrupting all forms of plant life for his own amusement, catching up with his vile creation, Mossman imprisoned him in enchanted chains, keeping him restrained for many millennia. Zero was eventually freed by Orko, whose curiosity led him to regrettably release the evil master of plants. Now an enemy of He-Man and the masters of the universe, Evil Seed fights to corrupt all plant life using his twisted vines in deadly combat. I'll let you guys talk about that bio first, then rant time. First of all, uh, I don't like that Mossman created him. No, I don't like it either. No, it could... Uh, I don't even know how to... where to really tackle this, because... Okay, he needed help against King Hiss, and so he accidentally made an evil plant. I'm getting the idea that really... Yeah, he made a plant. He made a child, but it decided on its own to become evil. Or, what I was thinking, King Hiss corrupted it. Because his vines and all that are kind of snake-like, have you noticed? Especially the weapon attachment he has? Yes. Or the plants that um, Mossman used were already corrupt. Because there are plants that are in nature that will just go ahead and strangle other plants. It's in their nature. So maybe he used the wrong type of plant. I mean, I don't know if where you are, you have morning glories, but they love to strangle plants left and right. I don't know about that, but I have weeds. Well, he decided to use some weeds instead of some happy plants. Why do we have to go with the weed jokes? <laughs> because we had to leave the artichoke jokes behind. Uh, okay, I kind of see what the bio writer was trying to do. Can I, something, something like creation against creator, something, something Frankenstein's monster, but... To me, it reads more like Masters of the Universe classic bio-cliché number three, Daddy Issues. True. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense because Mossman is supposed to be like a nature god or a demigod. And so it doesn't make sense that he's supposed to be this divine, almost divine being, and he was not aware that he made an evil thing. Uh, well, maybe maybe Mossman is a bit more of a huge moss, and he's like, I'm kind of bored. Let's just, 
let's just make a rebellious teenage boy and see where it leads. But but, but also in a way, it's letting you know that being good and being evil is still the personal choice of that person or organism or whatever you want to call it. That okay, yes, Mossman being a demigod created another organism to help him. It was the choice of that organism to follow the path of evil then. I'm, I'm just trying to figure it Well, okay. I see Mossman as evil seed as equals, well, obviously of polar opposites. In a way, they're, they're, they're equal counterparts. Like, Mossman is the good plant god, uh, the plant god of creation, and evil seed is basically the plant devil with destruction, but now it's still kind of false in the biblical sense, like God created the devil and all that, but in this kind of fantasy setting, I just like, like, for example, uh, Demon has Skeletor, Sink, well, Sinker, no, not Sinker, uh, Battlecat has Panthor, uh, Merman has Stratos, that balance kind of thing, having Evil Sea being Mossman's bratty teenage son doesn't mesh well with me. No, uh, I what would have probably worked where it would mesh in that situation is Evil Seed being Mossman's brother. Yeah, the Thor Loki dynamic. That right. would have been a bit better. Mm-hmm, I agree. When I saw the 2000X uh, episode, and I thought that was one of the better episodes, it I kind of got the impression that he was kind of like an opposite of Mossman. You know, he was destructive. Like you said, Kelly, there's plants out there who choke out other plants. And then there's other plants who help out other plants. And I saw Mossman as the uh, beneficial positive one and Evil Seed as the uh, the negative one, the, the weed, the evil weed. You know what I mean? Sort of throw that joke out there, but that's how he was. And it's just sad now that, okay, apparently he's Mossman's son. And then what? Because he came in at this time with the Eternian War. He didn't side with anybody. I see him more as actually siding with King Hiss. That's now because I was looking at his weapon. Um, I was looking at the way his plants are and all that. To me, he screams King Hiss like an ally. But, well, this is the bio, and I ignore them, and I advise anybody else to just ignore them and make your own. And speaking of uh, the bios and ignoring stuff, the bio, I'm afraid to say this for Filmation fans, but... The bio doesn't seem to leave enough room to have affirmation evil seed since he goes straight to the 2000X look. So maybe if Mattel would try to squeeze in, squeeze in formation evil seed, he would be evil seed junior, son of the 2000X evil seed who showed up, planted a tree, the tree did everything, then he died. Hey, speaking of which, which people who die thanks to Trees that do stuff. Evil Seed Inflammation, Geldor in the mini-comics. Filmation Evil Seed is Tree Geldor. There you go. Jeez. Yeah, why not? Anything's better than this. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Renee, you do Peek-a-Blue. All right, Peek-a-Blue, watchful feathered friend, real name, Penelope, a magical princess of Etheria. Penelope has the power to see in all directions. Her fabulous peacock feathers fan out in a beautiful plumage, which is the source of her powers and making her a master spy. She is so proud of them that she likes to strut around Etheria just to show them off. 
It is the eyes at the tips of these plumes that give her the power of omnidirectional vision. This bird's eye view of all Etheria lets her know when Catra and the Horde make mischief. After the Horde left Etheria, she joined Shira and the other members of the Great Rebellion on Eternia to continue the fight for freedom and peace. During the second ultimate battleground, she fought side by side with Many Faces, eventually falling in love with him and choosing to stay on Eternia as a member of the Masters of the Universe. So there you go, Great Rebellion. You lost another one. Let's see. Where do we begin on it? It's nice to know that Manny Faces gets some loving. Yeah, figuring we already had Mermistic decapitate uh, Marman. But, I mean, okay, they did use a lot from her original bio that was on the packaging and gave us a little bit of what happened later on. And some of this is from the style guide, isn't it? Yeah. I really don't have a problem. No, neither do I. I guess I, I, I'm not that familiar with her. I never had, I, only, I mentioned before, I only had Shira as a kid, but I did like her design, I do, and I gotta ask, what's the, what's the issue with her design that people are having problems with? On the toy variant, on the toy version, she had these gold chevrons on her peacock feathers leading up to the eyes that gave the little bit of a glisten, but they forget that the 1980s version, that was all stamped on, there was no detail really in the feathers, and they did open and close. With the new version, they did not put those chevrons on. They stayed very true to the filmation version, which is very block style with the coloring because they reused the cells. And they were upset that they didn't put in the little detail work that was on the original toy. Which, in a way, I do agree they could have done it. Would have meant more paint apps. And a lot of people have felt those the plumage is too big. Even for the style guide standard, it was, this is a lot bigger. And I would like to say, hey, it could have been worse. It could have just put stickers. Right. Everything sculpted. And we do have that action feature because it does open and close just like the 80s toy. See, I wasn't familiar. With but otherwise, I really don't have a major problem with it. Like, like you said, most of this bio does come from the style guide. And directly from the cartoon, yeah, she did use it for locating things. But she didn't wear her peacock feathers fully plumed out all the time like this style guide. Like this bio, sorry, wants us to believe. Most of the time, they were closed up. She only opened them all up when she was looking for something. Oh boy, where to begin with Pen Elope? Even her name is giving up the ending to her story. She elopes with the actor. Then she'll divorce him and he'll take half her money. And half her kingdom. Exactly. But Okay. I really don't have that much issues with her bio as much as a stupid little gag that I will make with her. I just basically have her strut around with a little boombox blaring, I'm sexy and I know it. Oh, God. Crespo, Crespo, Crespo. And the whole... Catra and the Horde doing doing mischief. I know that comes from the style guide. That that's from the pajama party, Princess of Power toy line, where all the girls hung around on Crystal Castle. They gave each other makeovers and talk about Bo. And Catra was always pulling pranks on them. And not about the 
freedom fighters trying to reclaim their planet from an evil tyrannical space alien rulers who turn their who turn their subjects into cyborg monstrosities and stuff like that. So that while true to the style guide, it feels again like the whole pop toys are super girly, except Mermista because she can capsule capsule food and then the whole many faces thing. Seriously, the Prince of Power Bio should say, like, Hey, ladies, go to Eternia. You can get... Technically, they can. It's all guys. <laughs> and, it, and it's like, Eternians, welcome the Ethereum chicks. You can get... But we don't see that on the Masters of the... Uh, on the Masters characters by It's like, for example, Pam Champ, you hear, like, Oh, he did this, that, that. Peekaloo, oh, yeah, she, oh, yeah, she marries Pam Champ. And I'm like, yeah. Many faces, there is nowhere in his bio that says, like, Oh yeah, he ends up banging Peekaboo. <laughs> Peekaboo. Oh yeah, she marries many faces, and maybe they had many weird peacock monster children. That would actually. Now I'm thinking about their kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm just a peacock I'm, robot I'm, kid with multiple faces. I'm just thinking all the multiple inappropriate jokes about many faces. And let's just back away from this, because, yes, everybody knows it's exactly the same joke everybody is thinking of. So, let's just leave it at that. Yeah, I don't want to delete anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'll read it since I can say his name right. (laughs) Hey, but his name is Cool X. Calix. Evil Horde Rockman. Real name? Calyx, the Verbex Rockman from the Tri-Solar System, Calyx was recruited by the Horde Empire during his youth and quickly rose through the ranks due to his insight and perspective into enemy strategy. Assigned as lead counsel to Hector Kerr, Calyx traveled with him to Eternia to ensure their foe, Hero, had been destroyed. He remained with the Horde army on Eternia fighting the Snake Men and King Grayskull for rule over the planet. His ability to crumble into pebbles and rebuild himself has made Kallax a deadly enemy of all those who oppose Hordak and his evil minions. Well, not much there. Again, it's pretty much sticking with the uh, 2000X Bible. He's a minor character. Uh, I wish I'd mentioned that Hordak killed him, but or somebody else did like an interesting, I don't know if it was a fan fiction or um, somewhere I read, that he was, again, from the uh, following the 2000X cartoon, he was actually a turncoat, and he he secretly began uh, being like a double agent for the Masters, and Hordak killed him, but obviously they're not going that route, because that was like a fan fiction or somewhere, and which I would have liked. Yeah, it would have made him more interesting. Here, he's just a minion. He's just a guy, and again, I just wish they said Hordak killed him. I mean, it's just so vanilla. I mean, there could have been a lot more to this. Um, there's only one tiny complaint I have. The bio writers had had no issues killing Duncan, Mechanic, uh, almost the entire species of Eternian snake men, unnamed one. People left and right. This guy, he shows up and he gets killed. No, he didn't die. He just has the power to reform himself. So basically, he's stealing Mantena's butt monkey job. Information was like Hordak, Hordak making Mantena 
dive into the pit. Nope. Classic Hordak is like, hey, Calix, I just bought a PS4. Wanna play? Oh, sure, Lord. Hordak, I'll play. Boom. No, no one plays PlayStation 4 but me. Go play Xbox One. Ah! <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, Lord, Hordak, I made pancakes. Boom. I like waffles. So don't look at this guy the wrong way or it'll fall apart, basically. Oh no, he's stealing the Green Goddess's job. Again, it, it, I don't have an objection to this. I don't. There's just, well, there's nothing really to criticize. <laughs> no, this is a vanilla bio. Any more vanilla and it could be served as ice cream. In all fairness, this batch of bios hasn't been that bad. Sure, I was able to find something to nitpick on, but then again, if I didn't, it wouldn't be me. But aside Evil Seed being the son of Mossman and Peekaboo marrying many faces, everything else has been established in one way, in one form of canon or another. Maris is from No Adventures, Evil Seed is 2000X, same with Galix and Peekaboo obviously from Princess of Power's style guide, so there hasn't been any Huge conflicting thing like Evil Lynn marrying Skeletor and sending her baby to the future or daddy issues or King His ate my brother kind of thing here. So, well, daddy issues we have Evil Seed, but aside that, there hasn't been any annoying bio tidbits, which again scares me since that means like the bio writers are doing a better job and my voice cracked there for a moment. But not when it's all vanilla, come on. It doesn't give us anything to really talk about, then. Well, Kelly, you have to admit, this batch of people that were introduced here are pretty minor characters. Yes, they are. We're getting down to the minor, popular characters. Now, the main characters, well, you know, King Hiss, He-Man, Man-at-Arms, Sorceress, and all that, which are done. They're, they're out there already. They, they're, they're the ones who shaped the universe. I really doubt Sorod was a major player in the in the mythos and all that. I, I, I don't think uh, Rotar did anything major that altered the universe. No, otherwise they would have been out sooner. Let's be honest, they would have been. We're hey, dead. To, We're to be fair, we can say, Sorad, he died on Earth. Rotar, he lost his legs. Now he is a great warrior who fights using the power of, of gyro something something. Spinning against his robotic nemesis, Twistoid, spinning, spinning. Spectre recruits him to take him to the future to aid young Prince Terry in his quest to stop the unnamed one. Blah, 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 son of human junk. That, no, no, that bio you said could happen. It's good. But again, not universe shaking. Perfume of too busy running the conga line in the fright zone with all the horde troopers. I'm helping... Earth children sing bad Christmas songs with bows. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm already making the flowers for my horde troopers for when Perfuma comes out. I mean, you know how many people are going to try and do that scene again. That and having flowers all over Hordak so she can call them Hordakins. I mean, she is the, she is the ditzy blonde of the Princess of Power universe. Now I wish that we got some more. I had some more horde troopers to reenact those scenes. Oh God, that would be the perfect time to re-release them. Seriously, Mattel should reconsider doing more horde troopers. Because to be to be fair, 
I've already said this, and I'll say it again. Four troopers need to outnumber both the Eternian Palace and Snake Armies combined. And if the Horde Troopers were made an evergreen item, I'm pretty sure more people would be buying more batches of them, but oh, uh, we cannot get people to buy Horde Troopers. Like, oh yeah, sure, I want ten sets of troopers. Let me just plunk in all this extra cash in one blow plus. The rumors of Snake Mountain, Point Red, the 2016 saw, blah, blah, blah. It would be too overwhelming. But I'm not, I'm not doing the business part of Mattel. That's their, their decisions, their choices. But I know that if they were evergreen, I would try to get at least one or two sets every now and then. Yeah, that they should have made an evergreen. They would not have to worry about making too many of them. I know my one friend, he wanted to buy at least 20 sets. The, uh, the good news on the last uh, Q&A was that they kind of hinted of uh, doing a single release like a General Sunder with like an extra generic head. So that might be another way to get back uh, another Horde Trooper. It's not perfect, but we'll take it'll it. do. I mean, I just, well, not just, I mean, by on the day of sale, I got, I got in early, I snuck into my collector, and I ordered two additional ninjas to the one coming in my sub, and I, I'll have three ninjas by March 5 or 6, so... Yeah, you'll have your sub and your extras before I have my sub. Dang. Now I know how it feels, because <laughs> I have no idea when they're shipping mine. I don't get a shipping notice. Or if, man. I can imagine they forget you again. <laughs> I think that's when they'll I will flip out. But I think that's about it for today. Next week we can do the uh, comics, because we'll have three issues to talk about. Basically that. Eternity Wars mission. <laughs> well, I was going to say, for those who are not reading it, you should. You really should. Hey, next issue, Shira's showing up with the naked Hordak. Yeah, and it shows me that they're not going to answer the cliffhanger. Oh, yeah, that cliffhanger. I, I'm going to be honest. I got mi- misty-eyed by the time I reached that that final panel. But, yeah, it's, it's shocking in a good way. That's all I'll, I'll say for now. And just remind our listeners... Make to, make sure to check out Maddie Collector about the 15th of every month to get your new Motu supplies. And you can check them anytime for the evergreen supplies. And we want to thank our friends over at heman.org for all their help. And I'd like to also thank New York Toy Fair for allowing us to go in again and see what new toys are coming out. So until next time, I wish you guys a good journey. I'm Ganondorf, good dirt. And Yoni was called to the Despondos, but he does wish all of you a good journey.